0: This is the Relevant
1: Podcast. It's episode 961, and it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Lumberland, Virginia is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello from Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster. Looking fantastic this week. I didn't give her the shine she deserved on the last episode. Looking great. Her hair is very well styled. Wonderful earrings. I like her headphones. Her headphones mm. are very professional looking. Jamie Ivy.
2: Thanks, Cameron. Hey, guys.
1: <laughs> and from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer and mogul Derek Miner. What up? Who just released a new uh, video last week yeah it it's
3: great i saw you post it oh you liked it yeah i, I wore my yeah. gold teeth in it so you know what i'm saying i noticed it's a total Multiple total chains. difference Derek minor i had to i had to put my drip on a little bit now the, the artist i'm with you know he stayed with it with some gold chains on and then also i dropped that but then i don't know if y'all know but i dropped the lo-fi album i feel like relevant Dude, would be
1: the perfect people i have like listened this to it 20 times it's great. You love it. Sorry, I sorry I didn't text you and tell you that. But yeah, man, it's great. I love that. It's my float in the pool vibe yes. on oh, Sunday afternoons. Yes. I put on selection are. radio or something like deconstructed chill vibe hip hop. Yeah. This fits right in that flow. I put it in my pool playlist, dude. It's fantastic.
3: And this was my therapy during the pandemic, honestly, because it mm-hmm. was me trying to manage my kids and how to deal with it. So the track list is literally all the stuff I dealt with. So it's like wake up stop running in the house uh Zane go stopping. to bed yes yeah. yeah, <laughs> <for real. laughs> can something i have a real. snack like they all <laughs> have little stories <laughs> behind them so it's really a it, it was a fun album and it's on the biggest lo-fi playlist on spotify like it has like 4.5 million subscribers on this playlist so i'm like i wish this i hope this album is the biggest album i've ever had guys my kids <laughs> on it and all that uh-huh. that's
1: so
4: cool man
1: it's super chill. Yeah, I, hopefully it finds its way over to Joe Kay and the selection guys because it's right in their lane. It's great, man. Can I ask y'all a question?
3: Yeah, man. And this is going to be a dumb question probably, but, you know, I there's was no always told there's questions. no dumb
1: questions. Right. Yeah, there are. Do
3: white people dress up for Easter? Yeah. It
1: depends on what church you go to.
3: And also, is, is that a, is that a thing? Because I know in the black community, bro, I know people that don't go to church ever, but and on, then they Easter, do on Easter, they got a... Like no lie, I wore a zoot suit on Easter one Sunday. Like a zoot suit, like the old, like what the old gangsters wore. The old Steve Harvey those suits, yeah. Steve Harvey suits. Mm-hmm. big old like tie. Yeah. And it's like if I had a mustache, I was like six. If I had a mustache, I would look like a little baby <laughs> Steve Harvey. You know what I'm saying? Is that is that is is Easter? Is that dressing as that a thing Derek, like a white I'll House?
4: I'll say this, you know, from my experience, I can't speak for all white people, but it is the one day what? a year you you're, supposed, you're supposed to dress the whitest and nerdiest possible. It's a lot <laughs> of pastels. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it is. I mean, it's it, dressing on Easter as a child was humiliating because purple oh, was going to be in the equation. Maybe no, matter, no matter what. It was yeah. colorful hey, pastel I, I, hey. pants. Childhood trauma like... is
1: real. For sure. Childhood trauma is real because my mom forced me as a child to dress in these like J.C. Penney's children's suits and stuff yep. and I was embarrassed and as an adult I'm showing up to Easter Sunday uh, at most with a button-down shirt and jeans or something. Like, I did I'm get like, a new I, dress. i
2: I got a new dress. Okay.
1: Right.
4: okay. But I already
2: worn it. I didn't get it like, oh, here's an Easter. I was like, oh, I can get this for Easter, but I've right. also already worn it.
4: Okay, see, gotcha. I feel like guys on Easter are forced to dress like the character in the movie who is like the 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 like evil rich, it's like Bradley Cooper's character in The Hangover, or not in The Hangover, <laughs> in um, uh, Wedding Crashers. Like he is, mm. you know, you look like you're in, you belong to some nerdy Kentucky Nantucket community, uh, yeah. like neighborhood or or aristocrat. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like okay, you know the old '90s trope of there's the ragtag. Camp on one side of the lake, but on the other side of the lake, there's like the rich bullies on the, the other side. Yeah, playing like polo in the afternoon. You you are supposed to dress like a counselor from that camp on Easter. Uh-huh. That that's no matter mission. what you normally you know? wear, you're supposed to kind of look like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, look, yeah, look like you're like hyper into lacrosse or something. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and you're going out for a nice brunch. That's the Easter vibe, and it's terrible. Yeah. And that's my. I,
2: I do have a question for okay. you guys, though. Would you, if your wife, um, was like. Hey, we're gonna be matching. Are you down with that?
3: We we don't do. I don't do matchy matchy. I I don't care if I we do what want I'm told on Easter.
4: To the <laughs> store. Jesse,
2: you're if, quiet. <laughs> it's Easter Sunday. I do what I do
4: what, I, I do. what I'm told do it. doesn't matter. Do doesn't matter. It. I I just put on what's what I'm told to put on. What's and laid that out. That no cannot be on true. The foot of the bed. And yeah, just ask no questions and just accept the bull. Just I'm I'm willing to be bullied that day at church. I'm willing <laughs> to be bullied.
1: But everybody, nope. all the men are subjected to the same look, right? So you're all like making eye contact like, yeah, man, me yeah, too. To but nobody's it. bullying nope. you. All the we husbands don't do are... it, but I
2: always dress my kids alike. Like when my boys were little, they all had matching shirts on for Easter. That's my. That was my hey, favorite thing about just, little kids was matching just be clothes. Aware.
1: childhood trauma is real. Just be aware <laughs> that that pendulum is going to swing some way, somehow. Anyway. All right. I know. Well, no Wait, is it
2: weird that they're in high school and I still make the match, Cameron, on Easter?
1: Whoa. I'm Whoa. kidding. I'm
2: kidding. I'm kidding. Oof. I don't.
3: I don't. Okay. I just, <laughs> 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 hey, I'm about to come to Austin and rescue my little homies. <laughs>
1: like, nobody's
2: matching anymore.
1: <laughs> we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talked to one of our favorite groups, Judah and the Lion. You might have seen the feature we did with them in the spring issue of Relevant. Well, today you will hear part of that conversation. They have an exciting album coming out soon. Uh, also, at the end of the show, we have a new game called Reality Warp. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Just you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned for that. And after the break, right now, it Slices. I say, into the Blissom. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now and the reviews that count are in.
2: Amazing. Did not
3: disappoint.
1: Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting.
3: You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four.
1: Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's TheChosenRiseUp.com dot for tickets today. The B L S S M, the Blissom. I don't know. Maybe it's the blossom. The song is not today. Okay, it's time for slices. slices. What do you have, Jesse? All
4: right. Well, I have a, I have a twofer. Um, and I we should to start... record
1: next week's show wearing our our Easter suits just oh. to kind of class yeah. up the joint. No. Exactly. No. It'll be
4: you <laughs> know no. purple pastel no. No, 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 no. head to toe. Um, We should uh,
2: ask for people's photos of their matching clothes they had to wear.
4: By the way, I speaking, speaking of wearing awkward clothing, I was asked to play golf this weekend and I never, I play golf like twice a year, you know, if that, you know, and so I do not own golf clothes and I was just trying to put something together and I was about to walk out the door to play golf, which I never do. And I suddenly realized like, I'm dressed like someone who looks like they're probably at the work on the catering staff at the clubhouse. It was like black (laughs) black pants like white polo Jesse. is the one polo i have and it was like i definitely look like i should be serving brunch in the clubhouse right now not played on the, like i don't know the you're going think you
2: drinks they think this is going to bring us our drinks Dude, <laughs> yeah it, it, if
1: you're you know, going to play golf rarely you need to have one Payne stewart outfit ready to go he wore mm-hmm. the knickers the mm-hmm. like the plaid knickers mm. And he wore like the little British cap thing,
4: you or, know? Like or go full on John Daly and just have American flag pants. Just stripes on <laughs> yeah. one size, yeah. stars on the other leg and yeah. just lean in. Either way. Just it, have it, your
1: golf outfit. That that's what you need. Yeah, just right. <laughs> a single
4: golf outfit. Okay. So I have a twofer. Um you know, the the American retail landscape is is evolving rapidly. You know, like we're buying more online and I feel like there's a lot of these legacy brands that are just trying to figure out what to do. Um and I wanted to first give a shout out to Kmart who closed a, yet oh, another store this week. Yeah, And I, heard. I you know, I am a former I'm a former associate. I don't I don't mean to flex here, but uh <laughs> I used to work at Kmart. Um, he was a cart wrangler. I was a cart wrangler. Worked in the garden department. Um, well, there you and, go. You know, I was kind of a jack of all trades. I could do it all. I could restock if I needed to. Um, you know, did I you ever get sub- the the
1: icy for your for your snack for your work break? Did you ever go up to the snack counter and get an icy?
4: To the K Cafe. Oh yeah, yeah. I went to the K Cafe <laughs> to get an oh, icy yeah. and a hot dog all the time. Oh yeah. Okay. All the time. Uh, but sad news, uh, they closed another store, and they're down to just three. In the whole country. Kmart wow. is down to three stores. And those are hanging on Where for, they for I I'm not even I'm not even quite certain. And I don't even I don't even think uh, corporate knows at this point. I think most <laughs> Kmart stores. If you only operate, have three stores, why is there a corporate? I think mean they're just oh, renegade stores. <laughs> I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. You can walk into a Kmart right now and it's unclear if it's in business it's like that one last
1: blockbuster that, <laughs> yeah, that has yeah. no corporate support, no oversight, no <laughs> trademark regulations. They're making their own signs. They're just doing whatever they feel like. I think that's what these Kmart's are doing.
4: Yeah, the Nate joke. It's like Kmart. You walk into a Kmart. It looks like they're trying. They're they're attempting to go out of business, but don't know how. Like <laughs> like I, we we don't know. We like half oh, the half lights stock are out. Shelves, yeah. half the lights are out. Yeah, either yeah. way, either oh. way, they're, they're down to just two stores. And you know, it, it really three, got me yeah. thinking. Yeah, three stores. And it really got we think we don't know actually we don't know how <laughs> right. many rogue kmarts are just operating reportedly in the they have
1: three stores three <laughs> if, stores if left, i were correct. if
4: i were just to go to an abandoned kmart right now and just turn on all the lights and start doing business corporate wouldn't have no idea it would take a long time for them to find out that i'm running a rogue kmart which you know <laughs> rogue kmart is a great band name anyway um uh speaking of the american retail landscape um and stores that are just, we kind of have a, an odd relationship with. Did you guys hear about the news uh, involving Spirit Halloween?
2: The store no. that only pops up in October?
1: Yeah. It is, it and it is, is basically in, abandoned Kmart's. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
4: Exactly. They move into abandoned uh like retail <laughs> spaces in your hometown yeah. around October and sell like over overpriced like Pirates of the Caribbean sure. costumes. Uh-huh. You know? Right. Like right. The, the thing is if you go to <laughs> Spirit Halloween too and you open any of those plastic bags which hold like the cheap Halloween costumes, mm-hmm. it looks like someone has for the last four Halloweens taken that out, tried it on, and balled it back up, and just jammed it in the plastic bag. That's probably that, what has actually Hall- happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've not stepped happened. foot
3: in one of those. I've never been
4: in. What do you? How? Where do you procure your Halloween costume? Amazon. Oh. Well, really? uh, apparently, a lot of people are doing that because uh, you know Spirit Halloween is trying to find a new avenue to make some money. So. They are getting in the movie business. There is actually in development right now a spirit Halloween movie that is coming out. And I want to read the synopsis that this this comes from Variety. When a new spirit Halloween store appears in a deserted strip mall, three middle school friends who think they've outgrown trick-or-treating make a dare to spend the night locked inside the store on Halloween night. But soon they find out that the store is haunted by an angry evil spirit who has possessed the creepy animatronic creature characters. The kids embark on a thrilling and spooky adventure in order to survive the night and avoid becoming possessed themselves. That is the plot for this movie. And it'll star the movie. star our Rachel Lee Cook, who is in the film. She's all that for 90s rom-com fans, as well as Christopher Lloyd from most famously uh, uh, from the Back to the Future franchise. I think we're out of ideas for entertainment. Yeah. Are we like, we're just taking <laughs> like, for not only are we going to for like the most obscure comic book characters ever, like Moon Knight, was that real? Or did we just make that up? Is, we do just make Moon Knight. Up? I don't know one person who's ever heard of Moon Knight. Now he's got his own whoa, Disney Plus show.
3: Whoa, 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 Moon Knight is an OG though.
4: I feel you, though. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you were to I, walk down the street, he's not A-list. He's yeah, he's down, he's down is, the but list. I don't know yeah. a lot of things. So, and, yeah. and, but let let let's give him 150 million dollar eight episode Disney series. You know, like that's how they're just getting but desperate. Oscar Isaac's in it yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but now they're getting to this like, well, we've run out of every source of IP of intellectual property at this point. So we're going to have to go to stores that are now going out of business. Like that is we've, we've done movies about Silicon Valley uh, entrepreneurs about uh, you know, adapted podcasts, we are down at the bottom rung where we're having to make movies about uh, stores that are going out. Like it's we're, we're we are maybe a year away from like an Orange Julius movie at this point, like an Annie <laughs> N's pretzel. Like we're, we're going we're going to be doing mall kiosks. Hey, I a, would.
1: Hey, I, I would pay money to see the Annie N's origin story, a biopic about Annie M, Or, and or how, the Dippin Dots, the Dippin Dots story with <laughs> the ice cream of I honestly
3: want to see a spirit Halloween documentary. Like, how are they only in business for two months? That's what I
2: thought this was, a documentary. This is a movie. Yeah, me too.
3: Yeah. It's like a straight movie movie.
4: Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, this is a scripted feature. But all I have to say is uh, I I feel like, (laughs) you know, uh, last last time on the podcast, we talked about all these great new movies coming out and this sort of creative rejuvenation Mm -hmm. of Hollywood. Don't get too hopeful. They're throwing a lot of money behind a movie that that's uh, about a store that exists in your hometown for two months a year and sells uh, cheap or sells overpriced used Halloween costumes. So don't get excited. Is, everyone. It, is, it, is it animated? No, I think it's I I think it's full on oh, live so. action. So
1: it's kind of like Goonies sort of yeah. Yeah, creepy exactly, middle school kid type adventure. Yeah, I, I things, it would have been kinda.
3: animated. I could have saw it, but I don't yeah. know about
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. OK, what you got, Derek?
3: Well, somebody accidentally won $10 million uh, on a lottery. So, yeah, it was on accident. So LaQuerta <laughs> Edwards won $10 million in the uh, California lottery after some rude person bumped into her, forcing her to push the wrong vending machine button on a scratch-off machine. So she was trying to push one oh. button, and somebody bumped into her, and she pushed the wrong button. So when she was driving down... Driving down the street or whatever, she or on her way to the car, she scratches it off, looks, and she's
4: won ten million
3: dollars. So, my I gosh. wish I was Ricardo Edwards.
4: I'll now, take it. Do you feel like you need to split it? Is there any obligation to give anything to the person that bumped you? No, no. not none at all. None. none. none at that all. person bumped you and was out the door. Not They're
1: gone. All. You're not going to track if it them down. It was like they didn't even say they were sorry. No, done.
3: Yeah, you don't
2: even know them. No. I don't care
1: if it's my
3: bestie.
2: I don't care if it's my
1: best I, friend. if it was my best friend, I would taunt them with the fact that their rudeness you'd give gave them me a $10 little million bit. Dollars.
2: You wouldn't have I these, would but not. you'd give them a little bit.
4: I absolutely would not. I'd buy them a Subway sandwich. Y'all are wrong. <laughs> I, I told you what happened to me at a gas station one time. I was there. This guy you know, pulls up in his car and he's like, hey, I'm in a real jam. My car is is out of gas. You have like $5 just so I can get home. And, you know, and I'm like, ah, man, of course, I'll hook you up. I gave him $5. Saw him walk into the gas I saw him walk in to go pay. Anyway, I go in behind to get a Gatorade or whatever. He's in there buying lottery tickets. I went up right to him at the counter. I said, Half of your winnings are mine. You understand that, right? (laughs) He didn't win. (laughs) But the principle of it stands. Did you stand over
3: his shoulder and waited for him to scratch it over? Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
4: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I had no shame. I had no shame. He had no shame. You know, he's like, okay, that seems fair. That actually seems fair. (laughs) You're right. Given the circumstances. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh,
5: okay
4: all right what do you
1: have jamie
2: all right i think last week we talked about mental health with tyler but uh justin bieber he's offering fans a month of free therapy so justin bieber has partnered up with BetterHelp, and um he's giving his entire crew uh, everyone on tour with him which he's just starting to tour he's giving everyone on tour with him free access to therapy for 18 months um and he's also awesome I know. Is and he's he a the therapist? <laughs> it's wild. Being with on tour him. with
1: Justin Bieber that traumatizing <laughs> that you need eighteen months of therapy
2: afterwards. No, he said, "This is Bieber." He said, "The one thing I've learned over the years is that we all go through our ups and downs, and we all need some help sometimes. And being able to offer access to free therapy to my fans and to our family is a real blessing, and I'm humbled to be able to do it." Um, you want to guess how much the value of this is?
3: So it's probably crazy. Yeah, it's probably. I, mean, I, I can
2: I can't even imagine I mean, three million. Crazy. Wow, is wow. the value that BetterHelp has said it is? Eesh. Isn't that crazy? Wow,
4: he's paying for it. Yeah. I, I Man, do think. I, I think that it, it is. The real, I know, obviously, there's like a marketing thing, and you yeah, know, they're trying sure. to get new users to their platform. But I feel like there are a lot for of sure. people who, if you haven't. Experienced therapy before, and someone offers you the opportunity to do it one with a degree of anonymity because it's online, Mm -hmm. and two without the barrier of cost to just try it out. I think it's a good initiative, you know, like it it, it could be a good entryway for people to try therapy if they have never had the opportunity. Way to go,
1: Beebs! Awesome, yeah, shout out, Beebs. Okay, that'll do it for Sizes. Stay tuned up next. Judah and the Lion join us. to Chloe Moriando. The song is Nice Pup. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com and we'll send you our top five trending stories into your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Judah Akers from the band Judah and the Lion. The Lion is not joining us. Just like we had Marky Mark last week, we did not have the Funky Bunch. We do not have the Lion today. Just Judah. Well, if you saw the spring issue of Relevant, you know that we had a had a great conversation with him. Um, ahead of their latest release, Judah sat down with her very own Tyler Huckabee to discuss how he tries to see the beauty in everything, how he's refocusing his perspective on life, and yeah, tells us about the band's latest creative journey. Here's part of our conversation with Judah Akers from Judah and the Lion. Hey, brother,
0: hey, sister, I'll never give up on you. Hey, Mrs., hey, mister, I'll see this all over.
5: going back to when you first started out as a band, um, like if you were going to go back and tell that guy, here's where you're at today, here's what you're doing now, what do you think would be most surprising about that? Like what would he find? What, what would what would be surprising? Would he be excited about what was to come? Would he be scared about it?
0: Oh, I think very excited. Um, yeah. you know, when we started out, we were, well, I just felt so blessed that this is like a job. Like this is, me, me and Brian actually were talking about it the other day because we, we kind of completely finished the record. We got had the mixes in and um, a lot of the unknowns of the pandemic are kind of scary or whatever. But like we, we just kind of looked at each other. We we're like, man, if we look back 10 years ago and we were able to tell ourselves like we're actually making a living off of music, that 20-year-old dude's going to be like super stoked. Um, <laughs> you know, because we, we, yeah. me and Brian were roommates. Uh, we actually lived in the same bed for like three or four years, even at home because um, we, we couldn't afford you know rent it's like we were splitting we're splitting like a two hundred and fifty dollar rent you know I think there would be like a lot of gratitude and a lot of um just kind of like oh my gosh I can't believe it you know
5: so you, you the album is done done like
0: the album is completely mastered and done oh my um, gosh we we're kind of secretly working on like a an, another half of it um we're doing kind of like a double maybe a double thing but uh, yeah, the, the first like 11 songs are, are completely finished, so we're we're stoked about that. Most exciting record that we've made. Um, we we were able to actually get out of town for this one. Um, we went to Asheville, North Carolina,
5: oh, that's um, at Echo Mountain. Um, oh, it's so And
0: cool. it was just we've never done like the we we have kind of been told by mentors and friends that that's it's a good thing to kind of go away and just completely immerse yourself with the record um, because. Before the pandemic, like I said, we were just on the road. So when we were back home, we needed to be back home with our wives, you know, family, blah blah. Um, But this time, since we've been at home, both of our wives are like, "Get the heck out of here!"
5: (laughs) So um, we spent like a few weeks. Yeah,
0: exactly. We spent a few weeks in in Asheville, and um, I don't know, just completely kind of immersed ourselves with the music and the sound that we were kind of going for. It's a very nostalgic feeling record. It's like, hmm. um, it's like 90s like all, music that we grew up on um, sure. with, with a little bit of the sense the and stuff in there from modern uh, modern music. But yeah, I think the, the story in a, in a sense is like a lot of the work that I've been doing interpersonally is, um, you know, all of us go through as humans like this, this thing of um, what my therapist calls like innocence. So when we're, when we're born, like we're obviously given innocence a lot of us are some, some of the stories are that's stripped of you pretty young, but for all of us, we go through some story, traumatic, whatever event. Um, and that innocence gets robbed of you. And then, uh, second innocence, uh, what, what he talks about is, is more important or better because it's not something that we're given, but we, we choose it. We take it. Mm. Um, so it's kind of, I think, I feel like just through the pandemic, um, And just my my story in the last 10 years, just with my life, you know, that, that innocence and stuff of the world or whatever has just been completely robbed. And so the record's kind of about finding that second innocence again. And second, for me, second innocence again is more beautiful because it's like you're choosing to see the beauty in life again, rather than just to give it to you.
5: What does that choice look like for you? Because that that's a, it, it sounds easy. Like, of course I want to choose innocence. Why wouldn't I? But obviously that's not something that that many of us do, or at least don't do without a lot of work.
0: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I'm still trying to like find, find it. But I, I think it's like a daily, it's a daily choice to, to wake up. I, I do this thing when I wake up um, where I just kind of like say 10, 10 things that I'm grateful for. Like before I kind of look at my phone or look at emails, I guess I consciously try to be like, if a negative thought comes in my head, I I try to like look at it and be like, okay, that's not real. That's not necessary. Um, This is what I can control right now with my thoughts or with my life. I can go on a walk with my dogs and it's beautiful outside. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to consciously choose that. Um, So I think it's kind of like a, and an hourly kind of thought process. And I'm, again, I'm not the best at it, but I, I, f- I feel like for this record, we wanted to kind of point people to that joy, I guess, to that hope, um, which doesn't really feel like is necessarily around right now. Um, mm-hmm. in, a lo- mm-hmm. in a lot of days, you know, sure. with all that's going on in the world, um, it feels like it keeps getting crazier and crazier. Um, but what, what can I control now? You know, what what can I control in this moment? And that's, choosing
5: beauty. And I think something that you guys have always done very well, which is you kind of alluded to this, but it's an important part of music is is uh you, you can leave a show or leave listening to to songs of yours feeling just a little less alone, like oh I'm glad somebody else feels that way because mm-hmm. I I I maybe I thought I was the only one, and that's a really beautiful gift that music can provide. Uh and that, that I think judah songs d- definitely provide. And yeah, thank you. And I've great, noticed great that great and kind. I appreciate that and and uh, and I see it a lot. In terms of your your you know a lot of unexpected evolutions as a band, have you thought about like what's next? Like what's down the road? You've gone through a lot of shifts recently. You've gone through some shakeups. Where do you see this going? And then I don't need a five year plan or anything, but but have you learned to like just kind of throw caution to the wind? Like we'll continue to evolve no matter what, or do you have a strategy? Do you want to be somewhere different than you are now, twenty twenty five or
0: six? Well, the sound the sound of the record is is definitely indicative of just kind of more like rock um if we're if just talking about the sound it's it's way more kind of stadium esque kind of rock not saying that we're gonna be playing stadiums but um just kind of big big horses big big sounds um it still has like the folk like elements of Juno line but it, it's bigger sounding um to, to me at least when I listen to it um and that that was kind of the what we were kind of going before when we went to Asheville. I'll answer that with a end, but um, as well, it's just like, I think with a pandemic, you know, it, I, I don't know that the music industry would have ever dreamed like, oh, we're like one of the ones that's going to get completely shut down because of X and Y. Um, so everything is kind of like a bit more open-handed, right? Like, like this was out of our control. Um, we would not have planned it this way, but that's the way that life works um so i I think our dream is to to still go after whoever our music's for is what we've always said it's like if it's for the masses or if it's for the the select whatever um we just want to reach as many people with uh hope and love that we can and um we we love our live show so we'll we'll be touring um whether it's you know small clubs to stadiums or whatever We, we don't we don't really care we just We love making music and and hope that it reaches the right people.
1: Is Judah Akers. You can read more of our conversation with him and more about the new album and everything going on with Judah and Lion in the spring issue of Relevant. It's available for free, ad supported at relevantmagazine.com, or you can subscribe to Relevant Plus to get an enhanced, beautiful, ad free version of that story. All right, stay tuned up next. It's our game, Reality Warp. To spill tab, the song is Sunburn. Okay, it's time for Reality War. You know, it's the time of year when network te- television, they're in their upfront season coming up in the next couple of weeks. You know, they're pitching their shows for the fall. TV season, so networks are getting everything together, and feel creators are getting everything together to to pitch it to advertisers. So we're doing a little upfront TV upfront themed game this week. Okay, it's called Reality War, and here's. Tyler's intro TV upfronts are right around the corner and along with it, a new slate of reality TV shows that promise to push America into even more unhinged territory beyond shows like Married at First Sight, 90 Day Fiance. Yes, there is virtually no limit to where TV reality TV will go as you're about to find out in our own relevant podcast uh, reality podcast show. You will compete against each other to determine which of the three reality shows presented to you is real and which two are fake. Remember, you didn't come here to make friends. You came here to win, like on reality shows. I like so that. So here we go. Uh, there's only two rounds, so you a lot riding on each answer. All right, Jesse, we're starting with you. I'm getting okay. three shows. You tell me which one's real. Here we go. All right. I want to marry Harry. American women compete to win the heart of a man they think is Prince Harry, but is actually just a Prince Harry impersonator.
4: (laughs) Seems pretty ethically above board to me. Being
1: evil. Auto enthusiasts have 24 hours to train and execute a series of evil Knievel's greatest stunts for a panel of judges. Being evil. Mr. America. The ultimate role reversal in which former Miss America contestants return to evaluate the performance of their former male judges in a series of competitions pulled directly from the Miss America
4: pageant. So which one's real? I want to marry Harry, being evil or Mr. America? I'm going to go with the one. Well, I think the real one. Well, I'll say the the one I want to be real is being evil. Um, because there's nothing that could be uh, more satisfying to watch on television than untrained individuals attempting <laughs> to jump, jump a Harley Davidson over, like, 50 school buses. A jump that Evil Knievel himself was un- incapable of actually landing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, it's called death. Yeah. Be just we called already death. have that
2: called jackass. <laughs> uh-huh.
4: yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. But I think, it, I think it's <laughs> yeah, the Harry one. I think it's I Want to Marry Harry. I believe that was a real one. You're right.
1: That's uh, that's the real show. I want to marry Harry. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. All right, Jamie, you're up. Here we go. Yeah. Undercover employee. A short-lived flip of undercover boss in which a low-level staffer is made CEO for a week under the <laughs> guise of him being the interim boss. Okay. Undercover employee. Average Joe. A standard dating show in which one woman must choose between a collection of men. But the twist is that the high achieving, conventionally attractive woman must select from a group of painfully average men. Average Joe. (laughs) Or amateur architects. A family in (laughs) need of a renovation finally get an all expenses paid overhaul with just one catch. The person in charge has no formal training, which is the real show.
2: Okay, well, I do want to say the old Average Joe, I feel like that's what my single girlfriends are living right now, just so you know, but they're not in reality TV. Oh. Um,
3: oh. <laughs> sorry, was that mean? Was that mean? No, no but true. it's hilarious, <laughs>
2: Okay, but I think it is. <laughs> it's hilarious. I think it's Undercover Employee. That is incorrect. Average Joe is the oh, real show. Average Joe, my friend's life is on TV. You know what, I actually
3: <laughs> think I saw an episode of it.
1: I've right. seen an episode of it. Derek, here you go. You're up. Let's get so it. you think you can ranch. High-powered <laughs> city slickers spend 10 days as ranch hands out at the Copper Horseshoe in Montana where they must prove their worth as cowboys or get sent home by their new boss. That sounds awesome. The Swan. Women contestants have three months to undergo the ultimate makeover, including plastic surgery, before facing off in a beauty competition.
0: Dumb, I hate that.
1: Or Startup. Successful Silicon Valley founders and CEOs compete against each other to brainstorm, develop, fund, and launch a brand new idea from the ground up in just two weeks, utilizing none of their current resources or connections. What's the real show? Tyler, these are brilliant. These These all sound real. Yeah.
3: So startup and then the plastic surgery. So you
1: think you can ranch the swan or startup?
3: So startup sounds too rational. Okay. Uh, The one with the plastic surgery. Literally sounds like something on Netflix. And but so you think you can ranch sounds like something I've seen on NBC. I'm going to go with the the worst of society, with the one in the middle. The swan
4: is correct. That is the Jeez, show. That, that, is that is the terrible. worst of society around right, there. I, I I knew it. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah, the, <laughs> when in doubt, go with the absolute worst of humanity. There you go. Go
3: with the worst you can think of. All right, it's one zero
4: one. Yeah. Here we go. Final round.
1: Jesse, you're up. Here we go. You gotta have faith. An agnostic spends a week meeting with religious leaders of various faiths, some major, some more obscure, to decide which, if any, he or she will convert to. You gotta have faith. Okay. Two. Good trades. Contestants are given a small, worthless object, a paperclip, pencil, etc and have one month to travel the country trading up for bigger, better objects to see which of them can return with the highest value item. That sounds like, like the episode that. Of The Office where they had the... That the, sounds kind of dope. Yeah, I don't know. American candidate. Average, everyday Americans compete against each other in front of a crowd who then vote for one of them to be, quote, the people's candidate in the upcoming presidential election. You got to have faith. Good trades or American candidate?
4: I'm, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go American candidate here. That is correct. Jeez. Okay,
1: Jamie, you're up. Here we go. Here we go. Who's your daddy? A woman must determine which man out of a group of twenty five strangers is her real biological father. Who's your daddy? <laughs> I
2: think Mari Povich already two. did this for
1: right? years. <laughs> <laughs> influence a group of tech illiterate contestants are given a team to help them face off against each other to see who can transform themselves into the most successful social media influencer over the course of a season influence or three The next top celebrity assistant. Competitors are paired with an L.A. celebrity in need of an extra pair of hands to see who can last longest and become the next in-demand A-list assistant. Who's your daddy, influence, or the next top celebrity assistant?
2: I'm going, who's your daddy? This TV show put people in those worst moments.
1: Correct, there you go. That is correct. Who's you are daddy lying. Is a, that is, is not correct, bro. <laughs> no. A woman has to figure out which man out of a group of 25 strangers is her real this biological is the worst. father. Oh, oh my gosh, on
3: public television, this is the worst.
1: When in doubt, go with the worst <laughs> there you you know. has to offer. When in doubt, yep. All right, uh, so let's see. De- uh, Jesse has two, Jamie now is on the board with one, and Derek has one. Here we go. Derek the Vigilante. In every episode, one average individual is given a team of experts, including a martial arts pro, a tech wizard, and a lawyer, to transform him or her into a real superhero and see if they can actually stop a crime. The Vigilante. Two, somebody call 911. Random contestants who think they are simply getting a chance to drive an ambulance are suddenly called upon to drive to an emergency with the person who handles the job. Best, winning $10,000. The emergencies are staged, but the contestants don't know that. Or three, Splash. Celebrities match up against each other in a series of increasingly perilous Olympic diving competitions. The Vigilante, Somebody Call 911, or Splash, which is the real show.
2: I mean, think about you are on this Somebody Call 911, and you think you're about to have to go save someone's life. That stressed me the I know that's, that,
3: that would be, some, that'd be an entertaining yeah. show. I ain't going to even lie. Uh, I'm gonna
1: go with uh I'm go with the one in the middle. I'm gonna go with the ambulance one. Somebody call number one. No, yeah. the answer is splash. Celebrities <laughs> match up against each other in a series of increasingly perilous oh, yeah. Olympic it was. I was gonna lose either
3: way. Yeah, because <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I definitely
1: didn't think that was one. I That's crazy. Either. All right. Well, Jesse, you are the winner of the debut of reality warp. Congratulations. Uh by the way, there's a tiebreaker. I want to throw it out there. <laughs> tiebreaker. Here we go. That's my pastor, a megachurch pastor and a pastor of a smaller church, swap places for 10 days to see uh, <laughs> to get to see what ministry is like from the other side. That's my pastor. Heist. Two teams compete against each other to see which can successfully break into a real operating bank and get away with a cash haul without getting caught. Or three. Who do you believe a true crime game show with a twist? Viewers are presented with a real criminal case and get to hear from two competing narratives before calling in vote uh, to vote on which person they think is telling the truth. Which one do you guys think is real? That's my pastor heist. Or who do you believe?
2: That's my pastor.
1: I would go at heist. The answer is who do you believe? Who do you believe believe? is the real show is premiering May 3rd just next week. No,
3: it's coming out.
1: May 3rd. These are all real shows that I said. Oh, yeah. Who do you believe? You can watch <laughs> yeah. it. All right. There you go. That was a good one. Tyler, you outdid yourself. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Judah Akers for joining us today. Um, make sure to check out the new album coming up uh, from Judah and the Lion. Check out our feature with them in the spring issue of Relevant. And like I mentioned earlier, Relevant Plus subscribers, you get an ad free, beautiful, enhanced version of that feature with some little extras peppered in. Go check it out. Also, I mentioned it at the beginning of the show, but if you haven't yet, make sure to check out Relevant Plus. You can find out all the information at relevantmagazine.com. It's our premium subscription service, chocked full of great stuff, ad-free, our best content, exclusive content, and we're adding more every week. Go check it out. Relevant Plus. We're very excited about it, and it's a great way to support the team here at Relevant. Helps us do more of what you'd want um also make sure to check out the spring issue of relevant uh we feature channing tatum adam mckay uh, madison pruitt ryan reynolds shauna nequist bob goff the list goes on and on and on it's amazing and it is available there's an ad supported version of the content available at the website but also if you're a relevant plus subscriber you get an exclusive enhanced edition that's ad free make sure to check it out now also, while you're at the website, make sure to check out our daily devotional series, Deeper Walk. It's presented by Lumo. There's a morning devotional email you can sign up for, or you can just read it there in our faith section at the website. Hey, if you liked the podcast, let people know. Wherever you listen, rate it, review it, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, elsewhere, it helps the algorithm, helps people find the show, and we love the feedback. And, uh, and if you like the music of the show, make sure to check out the uh, herd on the Relevant Podcast Spotify playlist. We update it every week. And actually this week we will be rolling out three new po- uh, Spotify playlists. Uh, hip-hop, indie, worship. Go check it out. to search Relevant on Spotify. On that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Derek Miner. We will see you next time. Have a great week, everyone.
4: We don't know how many rogue K-marts are just operating in the wild. Relevant
2: Podcast Network.
3: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it